Glorious! Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward! Hello everyone, my name is Oliver Newman and I'm author of A Fan's Perspective 2016, What a Year to Be a Fan of WWE and A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling. And as you know, I'm a member of the Broken But Glorious Wrestling podcast team and I'm here today to do a special on Five Star Wrestling, which was shown last night here in the UK, live from the Echo Arena in Liverpool, England. So I'd like to give my, my thoughts and opinions on the different matches, the different uh, positive aspects. This, you know, there was some negative aspects too, but that's to be expected. Um, I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of negative online, uh, as, as it kind of is with, with wrestling sometimes, unfortunately. Um, I myself in, enjoyed the show. Uh, it wasn't without its faults, but... Uh, I thought that the positive outweighed the negative. So I'm going to get right to it and uh, talk you through the different matches and my opinions on the different matches and kind of go from there. So there was a couple of dark matches before the show took place. And the first one was Darewolf PJ Black against Brian Cage. And I thought this was a you know a good warm-up match to get the crowd involved. Um, PJ Black, uh, you know... I've, Justin Gabriel of WWE fame, you know, a few years ago, is is a you know a pretty pretty good uh, high flying cruiserweight wrestler. Um, he's got a different hairstyle now; it's uh, like a multicolored hairstyle. But his his wrestling ability is there for everyone to see. Really, uh, Brian Cage, I I wasn't sure uh, who the man was in the ring because it kind of just started. And there wasn't, you know, an introduction, so I didn't know. Um, thankfully, I've been able to find the results on hashtag rest, and I appreciate that as I'm able to, you know, talk about the results as I'm recording this. So, a uh, huge shout out to hashtag rest, rest, uh, wordpress.com for the five star uh, live Liverpool results. And the next match was Jack Jester against Primate. And this one was a shorter match. Um, Jack Jester looks, and you know, intimidating and, and dominating. And uh, you know, this is a shorter match, and it was just there in in terms of you know getting across that Jack Jester is not somebody to be messed with, and that did a you know did a really good job. So a couple of dark matches before the show even started, and I, I thought that was that was good. That got the crowd into the matches and and into the show. And then um, to kick off the show was the five-star tap or snap championship five-way elimination match between Joey Axel, Flash Morgan Webster, BT Gunn, Nathan Cruz and Mark Haskins. And I thought this was a good match as well. Um, The only thing I'd say is it felt like it was a match and then uh, just like submissions, whereas it 
it didn't feel like they were trying to break down an opponent to get the submission. Uh, that, that would be the only little snippet of negativity I could put towards the match. But it was, you know, it was good. This this Joey Axel guy who I hadn't really heard of or seen, uh, really impressed with the different eliminations that he got. Uh, Nathan Cruz is, you know, a fantastic young wrestler in in uh, Britain and took the show stealer name from um, the original show stealer, Alex Shane, in a, in a match in... Um, New Generation Wrestling in Hull. Uh, he won the the show stealer name, like I just said, and uh, you know he's he's kind of grown in, in leaps and bounds because of that. He's uh, one of the premier athletes on the the British wrestling scene, and uh, you know definitely a worthy contender in this match. BT Gunn has been a you know a star of Scottish wrestling in uh, particular for the longest time. Flash Morgan Webster is somebody I remember writing about briefly because he was in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic uh, qualifying matches. And, um, you know, the, those names I'd, I'd kind of heard of. And obviously Mark Haskins, that, that kind of goes back to my time uh, covering and reporting on British wrestling. I, you know, I came across that, night, uh, that name in uh, 2009. Um, so yeah, and in the end, it was Mark Haskins that became the new five-star Tapple Snap Championship uh, winner. So uh, that was was a really good way to start the show. The next match was Rampage Brown against Moose, and this was you know two big men uh, going at it. Really, um, there was a couple of scary moments when Rampage Brown was trying to powerbomb Moose on the apron. And he kind of uh, slipped, and he uh, on, on one attempt and on the other attempt, he he didn't quite have the power for it. So there was a couple of scary moments. But thankfully, Moose came through that, and Rampage Brown came through that unscathed. So yeah, that that match went on, and um, you know was a really you know decent uh, big man match. And in the end, Rampage Brown cheats to to win, um, but. You know, by any means necessary sometimes. Uh, and then the the next match was a five-star tag team championship semi-final. And that was between uh, Flex, Adam, Max Ted and Charlie Sterling against um, Carlito and Chris Masters. And I I have to say I was really impressed by the, the young British team of Max Ted and Sterling. Um, you know, they were... They, they 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 cheated. They bend the rules. They they did everything possible to kind of put Carlito and Chris Masters off the game. And um, this was a, a really really strong um, tag team match, I thought. And in the end, Max Stead and, and Sterling pick up the win against two uh, veterans of the pro wrestling game in in Carlito and Masters. And that's that's a huge win. And and, you know, in three matches, um, all British wrestlers have won. So that's that's fantastic, obviously, for the scene. Uh, and the next match was Jake Hager, um, formerly known as Jack Swagger in WWE, against the English Lion, Eddie Ryan. And this got a lot of coverage from the press conference in Sheffield when they came to blows. And I think over 2 million people have viewed that on YouTube. So uh, that's fantastic exposure uh, for the company and this this was a good 
a good technical match again and uh, this was the the first time that an american won as hager wins but he had to hold on to the ropes to do so uh eddie ryan didn't lose much in defeat and has got nothing to be ashamed of at all it was um you know another good match uh, more technical than than the other matches i'd say so far and uh yeah it's it's it pretty good this is the uk's youngest pro wrestler joe nelson and you are listening to the broken but glorious podcast and we come to the next match which was Rey mysterio against zach gibson uh, liverpool's number one and and this was this was fantastic i'm a huge fan of technical wrestling and and zach Gibson really, you know, really talks to me in that uh, aspect. Uh, I thought he was, it was really good, really good going after Mysterio's arm throughout the match, looking for the Shankly Gates submission move. And even before the match, he he stole the show um, by by saying about the generic music that the British wrestlers were coming out to compared to the American ones, talking about people's fees. Um, in comparison to the British wrestlers and it, it really spoke to me it's like when I started out writing about British wrestling in 2007 and went on a quest around the UK and stuff I was writing basically what Zach Gibson is, was saying on the microphone last night the British wrestlers deserve to be treated as stars because they are stars um, and when I was writing in, in my book I I wanted it to be that way. I, I I think in certain aspects it was, you know, the the super shows that the t- uh, the wrestling channel put on and stuff really brought you know British wrestling to a, a really good level. But when I was going around the Midlands scene in particular, the wrestling was of a good standard, but I I don't think it was um it was as good as it is now. So I was kind of hoping it would get there with, with publicity and stuff. And, uh, and, you know, looking at the early careers of people like Zack Sabre Jr. and the Rockstar Spud and uh, Jimmy Havoc and, and pe- things of that na- people of that nature, sorry, uh, they've gone on to bigger and better things. And as we're, you know, sitting here 11 years later, they are some of the superstars in wrestling. And it, it, it always needed to, you know, always needed and should have been that way. And I just saw my publicity as... They are the ones who are, you know, the stars. And I just want to get them worldwide recognition. And I, I hopefully I've done that. But just bringing it back to the match. Zach Gibson on the microphone before the match was saying what I've been saying for the longest time about British wrestling. But now it absolutely categorically is true. British wrestling is the place to be. The Americans want to come over here. The Japanese want to come over here. And I don't think it's for a payday necessarily nowadays like it like it was when it was, uh, you know, one pro wrestling, for example. Um, I think they want to come here to test themselves against the very best because that's what British wrestling has and that's what the British wrestlers are. Some of the very best wrestlers in the world. And, um, yeah, to, to bring it back to the match, it was really, really good um the match of the night i think in all honesty um zach gibson was the star of the show uh just just everything about it really he he should be the one that takes five star wrestling into the future in my opinion uh brilliant performance on the microphone in the pre-match interview 
um, during the match. I, I know the match went to a disqualification, but if you look at the different ways that Mysterio was trying to win, you could understand why Gibson would get frustrated and just lash out. And that's so it, it wasn't a disqualification that kind of killed the crowd. It was disqualification that made sense because it looked like Mysterio could win and Gibson didn't want to lose to, you know, an American wrestler. And um, yeah, brilliant match. Worth watching uh, this five star wrestling on uh, free sports. Definitely go out your way to see that. Uh, the next match was the, for the five-star tag team championships in the, the semi-final. And it was El Deguero and the Phoenix Jody Fleisch against Dave Mastiff and Big Grizzly. And this was, uh, you know, another good tag team match. Good old-school tag team match. Two cruiserweight wrestlers against two big brutes of, you know, men. Um this is where one of the the negative concerns that I had with the ring, the ropes seemed so loose, and the amount of times that uh, a, you know a, a Jody Fleisch, for example, almost uh, crashed and burned in a really bad way. Um, that, but that's once again, that's not to do with the competitors. That's to do with who they've uh, hired the ring off, five star wrestling. So. The negative aspects seem to be about things that are out of people's control. So, um, you know, it didn't affect my, my watching of the match. I thought it was, you know, a really, really good match. Um, I didn't know much about Big Grizzly, but he, he looks like he's got a lot of potential to be a star. Dave Mastiff, I've, I've uh, known and reported on since, you know, uh, 2007. Jody Fleisch, um, you know, was in my British wrestling book as well. And I've had the pleasure of interviewing him for Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. El Liguero was was in the British wrestling book as well. So these are these were names back then. And now they've, you know, they've come to the forefront. Um, I hadn't seen Jody Fleisch wrestle uh, probably since King of Europe Cup. And he's just a, a beast. He, he, he's in incredible shape. And he still does the cruiserweight moves that he was doing back then. It's it's incredible to watch. And Laguerra was, was always that um, that fan favourite, you know, Lucha Libre style. And, that, and that's not changed. And he's he looks even better than he did uh, back then. Dave Mastiff has always been... A really good big man with uh, cruiserweight moves. Big Grizzly, like I said, his first time that I've, I saw him was last night. So, um, yeah, that was impressive. And to see Laguerre and Fleisch against Max Dead and Sterling in the championship final for the five-star tag team titles next week, uh, next Thursday in Newcastle at the Metro Arena, is um, that's going to be a really cool match to watch, I think. Uh, to to the main event and it was John Morrison against Rob Van Dam and once again Zach Gibson comes out and he's on uh, commentary and and I, this is what I didn't say during the match and I'll, I'll kind of say it now I haven't believed in somebody so much since Chris Jericho when he was saying uh, Shawn Michaels was a liar and a phony and, and all that kind of thing uh, during Jericho's feud with Shawn Michaels in 2008. Zach Gibson is the only person that I've believed in every single word he said about British wrestling since that time. 
So that's a testament to the man. And he's just telling the truth. And it really felt this way in this match. Um, this felt like an exhibition match. And I'm not sure it was the best way to end the show. Van Damme is, is fantastic in the show. So is John Morrison. But with them both being heroes to the crowd, there was very little crowd investment apart from, you know, the, um, the signature moves and, and things of that nature. So... If it had been for the title, Mysterio versus Zach Gibson should have main evented this show. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. And then for Zach Gibson to attack both men after the match and then stand tall as we go off the air was was fantastic, really, because that's who that's who you need to build around. All these you know dream matches and stuff were needed in the super show era because you know british wrestling was was kind of um stagnating at the time and then the the super shows brought the fans in and so did the one pw dream match shows as well and then all of a sudden the british wrestlers were getting better and better and then they're giving opportunities at like revolution pro and Preston Championship Wrestling and Progress and ICW and all of a sudden you've got a British wrestling scene that is better than the American scene and the Mexican scene and the Japanese scene so you need to start building around that and that's what I want five star wrestling to do starting from next week um to be fair to them on this show they did build around you know certain british wrestling teams if you you look at the card and stuff you've got um you know jack jester's british mark haskins is british rampage brown is british max dead and sterling are british um al Ligera and jody fleisch are british so there there is a a kind of you know, there is a backbone of British wrestlers there that, have, you know, they can build the show around. And one of the other negative things that I've seen, and I completely agree with this, was the lack of female wrestlers on the show. Um, it, it's difficult because if you want to introduce a new division, like they've done with the five-star tap or snap championship, you've got to kind of bring it along. But I, I don't see why they couldn't have had a female wrestling match on the show. So that's another negative aspect that I'm addressing. And I completely agree with uh, people saying that going forward, I want to see female wrestlers on, on five star wrestling shows. Um, and then I guess the other negative aspect, it well, another couple of negative aspects. One was, I guess the crowd size, but it looked, you know, it looked intimate. It looked um, that obviously the wrestling was of a good standard. The crowd was into it, much like for dominant wrestling, uh, the Dundee Arena at the, you know, the, the January. Well, yeah, last January, you know. So that was that was a good show as well. But this is a live British wrestling show that's going to be weekly, and I guess, and it, it is weekly, so. If you look at it from that aspect, it's it's a really good thing. And I know people, once again, being negative. Why is he not progress? Why is he not insane championship wrestling? Why not Preston championship wrestling? And I understand their concerns as well, because those companies are very British wrestling, the British wrestling that we, we want to be seen on TV. But you have to look at it from this uh, perspective. 
Would they have wanted to go around the country, different arenas, and, and taping live events and, and everything that goes with it? I'm not sure if that's the case. You, you can't... Five Star are doing something that's revolutionary by the fact that they're going to be in different arenas every week. Maybe those other companies just wanted to record from their own... Uh, their own part of the country or you know they they wouldn't have wanted to do this with their roster you don't i don't know i don't know the behind the scenes stuff i know that five star have been given this opportunity and it's it's completely up to them you know they've got to make british wrestling the focus they've got to have a, a zach gibson as the the five star champion for example they've got to have female wrestling um they've got to have a ring that has uh you know, doesn't have loose ropes, for example, because obviously that was playing a really uh, key factor in the whole presentation and everything. So, yeah, that's that would be my concerns. But from, you know, from a positive aspect, the the five-star tap and or snap championship is, is going to be interesting to watch going forward. The five-star tag team title tournament uh, final, it's going to be really interesting because Max Stead and Sterling have got good characters and the Guerra and Fleisch are going to bring the athleticism, the agility and the technique. So that'll be interesting to watch. You've got Jake Hager is going to be taking on John Morrison in Newcastle as well. So it's it's all interesting. And like I said, it's this is just the start for five-star wrestling on free sports and that's that's what you've got to look at this is the start of something it's not british wrestling um you know the it, it, it's not british wrestling 100% at this moment in time but hopefully it'll get there in the future and yeah like i said i enjoyed this show um go out of your way to see mysterio versus gibson uh, in particular and uh, and the other matches are are of a good standard so I think it's well worth checking out for the you know the three hours. And just in closing, um, as much as I want to see Joe Hendry in the ring, he is mine and everyone else's local hero. He was really good on commentary with Greg the Truth Lambert, and that's one of the reasons why I can get behind Five Star Wrestling. In honesty, you've got the Phoenix Jody Fleisch, and you've got. Greg the Truth Lambert, who were you know very important in Frontier Wrestling Alliance years ago, if they can be a, a part of the company, I think that they've got an opportunity to to do something great. There is issues with the company. I'm not going to lie, and obviously I've spoke about it at length, but I I think this could be something really good for British wrestling. And yeah, but backstage segments and. Um, there was a guy with a, a gas mask outside the arena, which we, we didn't hear who that was and, and what that was about. So that'll be interesting to watch going forward. And uh, Kid Fight and Lou King Sharp, uh, the backstage segment when they were trying to get into the uh, the locker room. Uh, that was that was pretty funny. And it'll be interesting to see where that goes well. I think they've challenged the winners of the five-star tag team championship title tournament. So there you go. Um I think this was a good show. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy it too. Just to wrap up here, we're, I'm going to just say about interviews that we've got coming up on Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Uh, yesterday, Chris Lappin 
interviewed fourth generation wrestling airborne champion the youngest pro wrestler in the uk joe nelson on the 6th of february we have the leader of the billy club billy norton and on the 7th of february we have the king of the loser weights jj barker and all, all of those will be very interesting i'm sure and of course uh, be sure to Buy our merchandise from Teespring if you look for Broken But Glorious. And myself, I am Oliver Newman, author of A Fan's Perspective 2016, What a Year to Be a Fan of WWE, and A Fan's Perspective, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling, which you can get on paperback and Kindle on your local Amazon now. Thanks for joining me today here at Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Bye.